Kevin? What in the world are we doing? What? What is, what is this? I'm sitting here just listening to some great music, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I got my headset on, and I'm supposed to be like talking about Texas stuff. But what am I listening to David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen for? What What was that? What is this? Didn't you hear Eddie Van Halen passed away this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I did. So I just wanted to honor them. Last time I checked is I did a Wikipedia study on, on Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. They're from the Netherlands. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I, I just, just asking the question, how are we going to tie the death of our beloved Eddie Van Halen to... How to be a Texan. I'm sweating over here now. <laughs> the tables have all, turned. Always, always. There's, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll extend all the grace you want because every time you ask the question, what? What does this have to do with Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that so many times. Man. And somehow there's a loose string that I can pull at and get it back. Tables have turned. Well, first of all, that was a cover of a Roy Orbison song. Yes, well played. A great Texan, yes. Roy Orbison. Absolutely. He was born in Vernon, Texas, Okay, I, I believe. Didn't, I didn't know he was from Vernon. Okay, nice. I'm pretty but, sure. That was a great cover, though, regardless. It was a great cover. It doesn't matter. Van Halen's all... You know, I, frankly, I don't care. I loved Van Halen. Their 1984 album still rings true to me uh, as one of my favorite albums of all time. Because I was, you and I were '80s kids. I mean, we're high school in our '80s, and uh, man, Van Halen was awesome. So anyway, but now how Completely exactly? Agree. How other than the tie of the cover of a song that Roy Orbison played? Tell me again how we're gonna we're gonna go on a long and winding journey. Yes, today. I and love those. There's gonna be some ups and some downs, <laughs> okay. and some highs and some lows. I'm ready. I, uh, I'm ready to listen. I'm I've got my whoopee. I'm just gonna like sit tight and just listen to a song by Fireside Chat of Cat. Yeah, and there is a very very touching story of oh. a connection that Eddie Van Halen has to okay a famous Texan. I'm not sure that I would call him a, like a Texas legend necessarily. Okay. Uh, but definitely a famous Texan that actually grew up in Arlington okay. and went to my high school. Let's do it. Uh, Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl. That was part of Pantera. Yeah. Um, Were you a big Pantera fan? I was not, actually. Right. Uh, he graduated Arlington High uh, in 85. I started my uh, sophomore year in 86 okay. at Arlington High. I didn't know him, okay. uh, but several friends knew him, and as they they were already popular around town, and they went on to sell you know millions and millions of albums. He, you know, I'm not um, a I'm not a super heavy metal guy, but that dude was freaking awesome. Guitarist. He was awesome, and Eddie was his um, you know his, his influence. Yeah. yeah, so we will tie that story back in. Uh, okay, towards the end of the episode. Okay, I think. so Dimebag Daryl mm-hmm. and the Roy. There's a Orbison special relationship. Cover. Yeah, okay, that's so there's how, a couple things here. And Van Halen came to Texas a bunch. They did, actually. Had they they, had they, they actually not? did a free show in the West End, like in 1991. They okay. just showed up randomly. No way. In Dallas, yeah, did a free show. That was during the Sammy Hagar uh, era. Oh, man. Uh, so that's kind of another cool Texas connection there. Yeah. Boy, that's a that's a real dilemma. The Sammy Hagar versus the David Lee Roth era. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of either? You know, I really was bummed at first when David Lee Roth was, you know, when they announced that he was gone. Oh, I was shattered. I was like, you know, well, who can ever do that? Yeah, that dude is awesome. I mean, if you ever hear his vocals, Andrew, uh, you know, there's... uh, there's nobody that can compare to his vocal capabilities. David Lee Roth, um, man, he could bring it. It was crazy, yeah. But it now was crazy. Sammy Hagar, he could bring it too. He could bring it too, and it and their style changed. 
it did. It changed, uh, but it yeah. was still really, really good. I thought it was. Um, it was. Oh, look at that! Nice job, Andrew. Man, is that Andrew singing? <laughs> <laughs> That's David Lee Roth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that. Spinner. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know why that's in the vocal track. Uh, I wonder if you can. Whoopee cool. Hold on, let, let's do it. Let's do a quick little experiment here. I wonder if you can actually hear that in the. Oh, you can like, totally hear it. Track. Yeah. That's oh, in, really? That's in Running with the Devil. Oh, yeah. I never noticed. Oh, yeah, wow. you can totally hear it. I didn't realize he was playing that instrument. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. I bet he just kind of saw it and just started like yeah. playing it. But yeah, look it up take. and play it, and we'll we'll hear it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I was bummed, but right. then. But I also was already a Sammy Hagar fan. I no, knew of Sammy too. Hagar, yeah. you know, You Can't Drive 55, all that right. kind of stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> the buckles. I think it's at the beginning of the song, Andrew, is where that sound effect is. Where he played is. the little whoopee instrument? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was like, I'm pretty sure it's like at the, close oh, to the beginning. No, there it is. Oh, my it's in that. It's in that solo. Hold on. It's in that solo? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always heard that. I didn't realize Dave Lee Roth was like playing that live. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But yeah, but I was a Sammy Hagar fan kind of anyway. Okay. But then I thought, well, that seems like an odd pairing, but I think it turned out to be pretty good. Did he do that I, I Can't Drive 55 with Van Halen or no, solo? No, before. Before, as that part was, of his solo career. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I knew him. That was kind of his popular song, but I had listened to a lot of his other stuff, yeah. too. Okay. All right. Um, so getting back, so the impetus for this is Eddie Van Halen, phenomenal guitarist. He died... Uh, what a week ago, just yeah, this week, roughly, yeah, about a yeah. week ago. Yeah, it seemed like Monday or Tuesday. The news came out that he had died um, with his family, um, I think, at home. And I, I read all about it. And uh, he was sixty-five years old. He'd been mm-hmm. fighting, battling cancer for a long time, a long time, yeah. long time. And it's interesting that I mean, the kind of the plight of the saga of his health over the last say ten years or so. It's it's been you know it's been a journey and a mm-hmm. battle. So, anyway, okay, so we're going to talk about Eddie, we're going to talk about Van Halen, we're going to talk about Dimebag Daryl. And the very sweet story between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. let's do it, man. Let's get into Eddie Van Okay, Halen. go. All right, so, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Wooby, my pacifier, and my little fireside chat story begins now with Dad. Yeah, so, you know, we had done a episode on Steve Ray Vaughan, you know, a few episodes ago, just about how he was such an amazing guitarist. And really, Eddie... Yeah, it was before Stevie Ray was popular, right? Yeah. And Eddie really kind of changed fundamentally uh, the electric guitar in a yeah. big, big way. Speaking of, did you know that... Um, so, Eddie uh, was born in 1955 in Amsterdam, Netherlands. No, mm-hmm. no kidding. Then they came over in, in 1962, uh, he and his brother Alex and their, their mom and dad, and they settled in California. Um, but... His guitar skills, I didn't, I didn't realize. I thought he and, and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan were right there together, but he was older 
He was. He oh was yeah, he was before. Like ten, at least ten years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Van Halen got popular kind of in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. You know, and so you yeah. remember you remember Stevie Ray because he was. It was the. I guess it was the early seventies where he really came on as the twelve-year-old. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He was because he was twelve and fourteen with his older brother, and he was coming on. And Eddie, Eddie Van Halen was Stevie's like one of his idols. He had three that in the research that I did. On yeah, it. and you can hear it. You know, if you listen to, I don't want to turn this into another Stevie Ray Vaughan episode, but if you listen to like the blues guitar players yeah. prior to Stevie, it was a little more slow and. You know, they would do some fast stuff, but then what you hear in Stevie is that fast shredding style, right? Right. Incorporated into the blues. Which is Eddie's. Which, you know, Eddie really kind of made that popular. Okay. I mean, people were doing some of that, but Eddie just kind of blew everybody's mind away when he came out. No kidding. No kidding. You know, so he was, uh, he was, you know, and we can get into some of the technical stuff. I can take us through, but I, do you have more on the kind of background before we go there? Uh, no, other than just like his first band, he and Alex got in a, a band in the fourth grade elementary school, and they basically started making money that way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and awesome. he never learned how to read music. And his uh, two biggest influencers on the electric guitar were Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page, and he really. Uh, it went more toward Jimmy Page more mm-hmm. than Eric, even though he idolized Eric Clapton. Interesting. And and then his um, he was a Gibson Les Paul guy too, like Stevie Ray was. Except Eddie was interesting. Well, Stevie in, Ray Vaughan was a Strat Fender Strat guy. Well, apparently their their first was the I thought. Oh, but Stevie started the, with a Les Paul back in the day. The yeah. Les Paul, and then Eddie Van Halen. He went into where he started like parting out guitars and building mm-hmm. his own, and that's when you saw these really cool, funky-looking guitars. That yeah, so his famous guitar was called the Frankenstrat, because <laughs> he kind of <laughs> took a Strat and changed you know, the pickups on it, changed the bridge, you know, put a tremolo on, did okay. lots of stuff that people had not done before to it. Nice. And so it was always called the Frankenstrat, and it was the... You know, it had the stripes on it, the real, you know, obnoxious, yeah. you know, red and black stripes. Uh, that was the Frankenstrat, but it gave a very unique sound. And if right. you listen to their sound, um, you know, he got it through that, also through the amplifiers and the way he used amplifiers. Okay. So he created a signature sound. It's actually called the brown sound, right? Oh. So if you're an electric guitar, somebody says, you know, say you go to record an album, the producer says, hey, man, you know, why don't you use a brown sound on that? I think it sounds good. People know what that means. Okay. And know how to tune it in, you know. So he had that signature unique sound, kind of like Stevie Ray we talked about. He had a unique sound. Yeah. You know, you could just hear, and you could hear, you could say, just by listening to it, that's Eddie Van Halen, you know. Well, the only, let me give you the other three things that I know about. One is I had a huge crush on his first wife, uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, yeah. What show was she in? It was like uh, The Family with a Red-Headed Mom. Right, 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 right. Good times at... uh, One day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. And so she was in that as a youngster, and she was so cute. I just had a huge crush on Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. And then the second thing was that... But um, one thing on Valerie Bertinelli, her and Eddie kind of looked alike. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yeah. They kind of looked alike. And they somehow divorced, but then she still stayed very close. Like, she was, I think, with him and his second wife while he died. I mean, yeah. I mean, she was very, very close. And then they had one son, uh, Wolfgang. And okay, so I'll get, let me get through my two other things. Uh, two, that he actually had three patents for uh, some of the guitar building he had. And then the only thing that I know about is really that one thing he's really known for, that, that tapping, that double, both hands on the fretboard, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. 
And that's about the extent, other you, than being a huge fan of Halo. I know fan. what one of his patents were. I don't know what the other... Do you happen to know what the three were, by any I, chance? I read it, but I already forgot. It's some, one, some guitar stuff. I have no idea. One was kind of this thing that you could uh, put under the electric guitar, like if you're standing, and it would hold it up at kind of the angle that oh, yeah. Eddie would use for tapping. Oh, nice. So I've seen that patent before. Okay. But okay. I don't know what the other two were. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he was very innovative in that way. But <clears throat> he also was like a complete uh, guitar player. Right? Okay. Very good rhythm guitar player, and one of the best rhythm guitar players you ever hear. Obviously, he could kill it with solos. Okay. And, you know, like we talked about with Stevie Ray Vaughan, where it was just an extension of him. Yeah. Same thing. You know, he could just sit down in front of 100,000 people in an arena and just play. Yeah. By himself while the rest of the band was on break. Well, I told you, I sat sat through kind of the 20-minute eruption uh, solo uh, that he did, that he's really famous for, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like they the other the, the rest of the band, everybody else could have just gone take a nap for a while, mm-hmm. and then and then he was just out there doing his thing. And then I, <laughs> I loved how he puts his cigarette, a burning cigarette, he put it at the end at of the, the end of it, yeah, the, you know the fretboard, and it was just awesome. Yeah, so. yeah. He played a solo on uh, "Beat It" with Michael Jackson. Oh, did he really? That yeah. was him. That was him. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was him. Oh, I totally know that. Yeah, yeah, that was Eddie Van Halen. Huh, I'll be darned. Um, and he uh, he was also a very good piano player growing oh. up. Well, um, that that was the funny thing is because that band, you know, that they, they had <laughs> his Wikipedia page. They said they had he and Alex had an elderly piano teacher once they got over to uh, I don't know Venice Beach or wherever they settled in California, and uh, he. He basically just decided he didn't care anything about sheet music. He didn't want to learn it, but he just kind of, in all his recitals, he just would improvise. Just oh, really? Would, even piano, that he was just that good of a musician. Right. He just kind of right. went along. It could be Beethoven, and he's just sitting there right. just improvising. Right, right, right. <laughs> that good. was one of the kind of uh, issues that kind of caused the David Lee Roth split. Oh. Because... You know, with the 1984 album, Eddie wanted to play more keyboards, and keyboards were you know oh, big yeah. deal back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you think about Jump, it starts out with a keyboard is. part. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David Lee Roth wasn't on board with that. He's like, dude, we're a you know we're a metal band. You play guitar. Why you want to huh. you know start doing that? So there was some friction there. Oh, with I didn't that. know that. And then if you listen to the music after uh, Sammy Hagar comes in, you know from that era. There's a lot of piano and, and keyboard in that okay. uh, music also, um, so that caused part of it. But hey, I got a clip here that um, kind of highlights the genius of Eddie Van Halen. Okay, I'm ready. It's from the song called Ice Cream Man, Okay, which is kind of this acoustic kind of, you know, yeah. fun song. So what you're going to hear is acoustic at first with, you know, just killer rhythm guitar acoustic playing. Okay. And then it just suddenly turns into like you know heavy rock he goes crazy yeah Yeah. but you'll hear some cool rock rhythm guitar like really really good rhythm okay and then it goes into the solo that just is you know mind-boggling all right well i'm usually passing by just about 11 (laughs) o'clock i never stop i usually passing by just around 11 o'clock. <laughs> and if you let me cool you one time, you'll be my regular style. All right, boys. I'm putting my vanilla, Dixie cups, old flavors, and push up to under ice cream, man. Stop me with a fancy vibe. See, now all my 
mean, just great rhythm So, you know, the tapping's in there, but also oh, yeah. just his regular lead playing is just phenomenal. Yeah, it know? is. Even if he never had the tapping, he'd still be, you know, one of the most amazing. Andrew, why ever. don't you give us a, a few bars of uh, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen impersonation? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. You need to you need to go yeah, get your I guitar. Tune, I'm tuning right now. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll All right. Up. We'll just yeah. get her done, man. That'll get that sucker ready. I want to hear. <laughs> because you were so good on piano one of the episodes prior. Yeah. Oh, I know Van Clyburn. I need a yeah. Let me uh yeah. I got to tune up and then if you don't mind, he, crack crack my knuckles. Yeah, if you don't mind, I I just man, that'd give me a lot of joy. He just also demonstrated play. his guitar skills on the Steve Ray Vaughan episode at the end. Of that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, brought a whole band with him. That day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then isn't it you that have impersonated the cracks and pops of the Earth's atmosphere yeah. as well? I've, I've done that spot <laughs> on. You've, You've done, done some on re- and the baby chicks. You did yeah. baby chicks one day. Scientists on Earth call it. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, okay, yeah. so Mr. Zeeb Zab Zoop All right, so then Okay um, Boomer. That's what Andrew's saying about this episode. Okay, boomer. All right. So so very sad about Eddie's uh passing, but uh let's go to Dimebag Daryl. So uh you know he he is a Texas guy and um you basically Almost went to high school with the Texas guy. guy. I grew up in Arlington. Went yeah. to Arlington High School. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about him. Uh, you and I, neither one of us are like super heavy metal guys. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not. I, I mean, I like the kind of Van Halen style of metal. Um, but, you know, uh, the Pantera stuff was a little bit darker. I was never really into that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was cool that, you know, and everybody kind of at Arlington High School thought it was cool that, you know, this guy was kind of, you know, killing it that way. Right. I knew a lot of people that knew him and knew other members of the band. They'd go hang out, stuff like that. I never knew the guys. Uh, but it was really, really cool uh, to see that. Um, what Dimebag's idol was Eddie Van Halen. Right. You know, and you can hear that in his in his music too. I've got a clip uh, one of his solos. But, you know, idolized him and always wanted to meet Eddie Van Halen. So, okay. you know, finally years and years later after um, you know, Pantera was done, they had started a band called Damage Plan. Uh, he got to go out and, you know, fly out to meet Eddie. And okay. I'm not sure exactly where the concert was, but they flew over uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course, is known for being just an incredibly nice guy yeah. and just a great human being. There's all kinds of stories you'll find. And so Eddie, like, you know, has a limo, pick them up at the airport, comes to the show, hangs out with them. You know, Dimebag and his brother, 
you know, so Dimebag played guitar. His brother played drums. Yeah, Vinnie Paul. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Eddie was like, dude, man, it's so cool that you and your brother, you play guitar, you play drums, me and Alex, you know, that's right. what we did. And, you know, just really love that. And they just kind of hit it and formed an, an instant friendship. Nice. You know, Dimebag's just in awe, you know, finally getting to meet his idol. Right. And so uh, his brother said, you know, on the plane ride home, you know, he said Dimebag looked at me and said, you know what, man, if this plane went down right now, I'd be good because I finally got to meet my idol, yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Nice. Uh, so just, you know, really, really uh, that is cool. interesting kind of thing. But where it actually ties back into uh, something very touching is that was two weeks before Dimebag Daryl uh, was shot. No way. Mm-hmm. Only two weeks? It was only two weeks before. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It was two weeks. and Okay. You know, two weeks later, uh, they're playing, you know, his band's playing a show in... Um, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And uh, they would always, him and his brother, before every show, forever, they would do a high five and say Van Halen. Van Halen. And then run out on stage and just okay. start killing it. Right? Nice. So they're in Columbus, Ohio. They do their high five. They say, you know, yell Van Halen, go out, start playing. And what, what's your term? Like hmm? when you're ready to party, like what's your go-to term? I don't party. But you, what about you, Andrew? Do you have like a I'm ready to party thing and i say this like who y'all yeah, or Van i say, Halen I or... say mr zeep's out <laughs> <laughs> okay i knew there was something out there yeah. like, oh, man. okay anyway yeah. so well you, what's yours um uh welcome to how to be a texan no it's what, uh, that's that's your phrase for wanting to party no, yeah no it's no. so you're at home <laughs> what how to be a texan no no no. <laughs> no his is gonna gonna drink some beer smoke some cigarettes yeah eat some chicken fried steak, chicken fried yeah. steak. Yeah. smoke uh, some cigarettes have some chicken fried steak and then drink some beer that's yeah. good Andrew. that's perfect how many mexicans there were All she right. said 130 what about mexicans i don't know when did i call out the mexicans i don't know but you i asked Siri, how many Mexicans there were? Well, and she said 130 yeah. million. <laughs> Sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Trump, Trump likes that kind of talk. Gosh, um, mighty. <laughs> All right, so back to Dimebag. Yeah. So anyway, this this crazy nut. You know, and sh- doesn't Dimebag also stand for like a, a dose of like heroin or something? Dimebag, like a dime bag of something, like an. I think it's more a dime bag of marijuana. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I'm not I wouldn't a, really want to. I wasn't going to go there. I'm not a big drug inhaler. Well, you clearly know? you are. You're injecting I, this. I like to inhale a dime, a dime bag, bag of is a specified amount of an illegal drug. Oh, okay. Specified Packaged amount. and sold for a fixed price. Dime bag. Thanks for inserting that into the. I'm just saying, when I hear dime bag, I think of you know my, my days in you know in narc. You know when I was when you were a narc. <laughs> just kidding, I was never a narc. I don't know anything about it. I'm an idiot. So anyway, all right. Uh, so keep anyway, going. so they high five. They say Van Halen goes. Van on stage. Halen. This yeah. guy, this nut, okay. shoots him on stage. Okay. And he ends up uh, dying. Yeah. Uh, that was you know two weeks after he had finally met his idol. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole lot of detail around that story. But the point is, when his brother is getting the funeral together, okay, uh, he reaches out to Eddie Van Halen and says, man, you know, uh, it'd mean a lot to Dimebag if you could recreate uh, that yellow striped guitar. Oh, I think yeah. he used it on Van Halen too. Oh, yeah. He said he would love, you know, he said that would mean a lot to our family. You know, we'd even like to put it into the, you know, into the coffin with Dimebag. And, yeah. 
Eddie was like, okay, let me make sure. He said, no problem at all. Make sure now, is it the red or the yellow? He says, yeah, it's the yellow one. Hmm. Eddie's like, yeah, no problem. I'll make a replica. I'll bring it with me when I come to the funeral. Okay. The very touching thing about it is when Eddie comes to the funeral, he doesn't bring a replica. Hmm. He brings the actual wow. legendary guitar wow. that he used That's cool. on the album. That's very thoughtful. And uh, but Eddie Eddie couldn't go in, so I think his brother took it in there and put it with him. So Jeez. just a very touching thing. And, and for yes. me, I guess the point of that story is it was number one my way to tie this back to Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but number two, it's it is more about Eddie Van Halen and yeah. just the kind of just awesome human being that he was. It you sounds know? like it. And you'll find lots and lots of stories. Right. You know, especially now they're coming out. But right. And he had his challenges too. He struggled with addiction and sure. lots of kind of things. But you know, every time you saw him, he was smiling. You know, okay. he always had that smile on his face. Right. And, you know, and he no. was just a generally good, good human being. Well, he, so he looked like a joy-filled fellow. Yep. So, yep. And and if you've got that kind of God-given skill and gift to be able to play that well, my gosh, I'd be smiling. Might as well all be time happy too. about it. Yeah. That's right. Hey, watch this, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. You ready yet? You you got you got everything kind of cracked up and tuned up yet? Yeah, sure. Let me just give this a let me just give this a go. Oh, oh Andrew, nice. That's legit, Andrew. <laughs> Panama. I learned how to play this in eighth grade. This is amazing, but you're so much better. I like how you're playing the drums on the side. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? I play the drums with my feet, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I did. I, I mean, I learned how to play. I mean, you know, I'm terrible compared to you two masters of the guitar. I'm not a um, master of the guitar. <laughs> well, both of you, Andrew and Kevin, are both phenomenal guitarists. But, um, hey, I've been playing for 40 years also. And this was my very first, uh, no, wait a minute. Rock Me Like a Hurricane was my first oh, rock nice. song <laughs> by the Scorpions. <laughs> the Panama was number two by Eddie Van Halen. It's a good song. Oh, they're awesome. So anyway. Yeah, good stuff. It's fantastic. All right. Well, hey, thanks for walking us through this uh, really deep tie to Texas. It was an amazing tie-in, wasn't it? <laughs> Actually, it was really good. All right. Nice. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, no, actually, I I was I really enjoyed learning about Dimebag Daryl and Pantera. I'm Did you sure. know that story? Did you no. know that connection? Until no, this it was week? only. I didn't realize it was only in 2004. No, I think it was in 97, wasn't it? No, he was killed December 8, 2004. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. this this was only 16 years ago. Oh, interesting. I so, thought yeah. it was earlier than that. Why did I think that? <laughs> I didn't even know. Why did Van Halen do a Happy Trails song? It's at the end of the Diver Down album. Is it really? Yeah. What a random it's the last song. <laughs> Is that David Lee Roth singing Dumb Badita? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eddie Van Halen, legend, awesome, awesome person. Happy to honor him today. Yeah, absolutely. So, Appreciate it. Look us up on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else where you can find a podcast and leave us a review. Adios. Yep. <laughs>